You are listening to the fifth episode in season one of the Male Identity Project. Today is all around say-do ratio, be a man of your word, however you want to define that. But more specifically, it's not only just be a man of your word to others, but make sure to kind of know what does that really mean for you? How are you talking to yourself? How are you showing up for yourself? So make sure to stay tuned because this is a very important episode. Every day, the world tolerates less and less of traditional masculine behavior, which has driven a new standard for men to be successful. How does one evolve so that they can win in today's world? Enter Man of Class, a place to empower men to break down traditional masculinity and build the necessary skill sets, mindset, and confidence to become the men that society desperately needs. Welcome, and I hope you enjoy. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode. Today is going to be all around... It's, it's still playing into the whole male identity project, but today is all around integrity. And interesting thing about integrity is that it's not always to do with others. And what do I mean by that? When we think of integrity, oftentimes, like, be, you know, be a man of your word. You hear that all the time. You know, be a man of your word, be a man of your word. At least I know, because when I grew up, that was one of the biggest things that was instilled in me is like, say, do ratio. Uh, that kind of transformed, right? When when I was growing up, it was be a man of your word. And then as life kind of continued to keep going, then it kind of became like a say-do ratio. But it's all the same thing. However, we look at that always through the lens of somebody else. Meaning, when I say that I'm going to do something for someone else, I'm going to go do that for them. Make sure that I hold myself accountable. Because I don't want to have that guilt or, or fear or... Uh, backlash or whatever that it may be because I didn't do something for someone else. And oftentimes we hold ourselves, excuse me, we hold ourselves to the highest standards for everyone else. Meaning, you know, if I, if I say that I'm going to do something for somebody else, by God, I'm going to go do that. But oftentimes we, we always gloss over or don't even recognize what it is that we're telling to ourself. And that's part of what I wanted to get into today, which is it's equally important to speak your truth to yourself than it is to others. And frankly, it's going to be more important actually, because when we get into what it is that you tell yourself, oftentimes we don't even recognize or even acknowledge ourselves as an actual individual. It's if I want to go to the gym. Because right? we tell ourselves this all the time. Oh, I want to go to the gym. I want to get in better shape. But yet we never do. I want to be a better friend. But you never do. I want to be a better husband. But I'd never do. Spouses, kids, relationships, sons, brothers, sisters, whatever that it is. You... You always have lofty goals for yourself. And, and this is true. This isn't just an opinion. I, I see this every single year. I did a big thing at the beginning of the year around January, around the whole resolutions to reality. How we, we as a country, not even as a country, as an entire planet, human species, 
sets New Year's resolutions. And that number has been going down. I mean, it, it was every year it goes down because people end up realizing that they're not hitting their resolutions. So they're saying, why, why the hell am I going to go do that anyway? Like that doesn't make any sense. So when you stop doing, when, you know, when you, when you say things and you don't actually deliver them for yourself, you are discounting yourself because imagine you yourself was like, think of it like a third person. You yourself was another individual. And you were telling that person, Hey, um, you know, I'm going to get in better shape, you know, thinking of like, I'm going to get in better shape for you. And then all of a sudden you don't go to the gym. It's time to wake up. The alarm goes off. You got your shoes packed, gym clothes. The alarm goes off. It's nice and warm in the bed. You didn't really sleep well. So you kind of rationalized yourself. Well, I don't want to get sick. So I'm just going to just get 15 more minutes or hit the snooze button. Two hours goes by, miss the gym workout. Oh, you're going to work out later in the day. Go through your day, busy day. At the end of the day, you're like, man, I was just, it was such a busy day. I'll just do it tomorrow. Like I'm just going to postpone tomorrow. And you rationalize to yourself. Think of, think of how that would have gone when you say that to somebody else. You may not have wanted to say that to somebody else because you would have said, basically all I'm doing is telling the other person why I was incapable of doing something. And that's where a little bit of pride comes in. And honestly, I think pride, there's a good level of pride and there's a bad level of pride. A good level of pride is having that I'm proud because pride, I'm actually going to Google this right now because I, I want to make sure that I don't misspeak. But I believe pride, yes. So it's defined as a feeling or a deep pleasure of satisfaction derived from one one's own achievements. Uh, or is the other one? Own dignity. And so having pride, I think, is there's good levels of pride. And I say there's good levels of pride because it's good for that. There, It's good to have your own achievements. When it gets bad is when, you know, everything out of moderation tends to, tends to tip the scales, if you will. But that pride will get you to, I'm going to get this achievement. I'm, I'm having pride in myself. I'm proud of myself. I'm going to go do this. And we do, we have more pride when it's when we tell somebody else that we're going to go do something. When it's, we tell ourselves we're going to go do something. Oftentimes we just discredit that our pride goes out the window because who's really looking anyway. Right. We don't we, we oftentimes don't put that out there. We don't put our goals wildly out there because of fear of missing them. Or fear of having to not really own up to it. And which brings me to an interesting thing is being very clear on what it is that you really want. Like, it's OK if, you know, everyone around you is trying to get in better shape and you are happy with the shape that you're in. You don't have to get in better shape. You don't have to feel social pressure of like, oh, I have to get a rip six pack. If that's not you. That's not you. It's fine. Own it. Be be proud of that. If that is something that you want to go do, then then make the decision and go for it. But make sure that you're making the decision in, in, in to yourself. 
because what ends up happening long term when you make that decision again i go back to working out because it's easy i'm going to work out <clears throat> and then all of a sudden you don't wake up and you, and you don't actually move forward with it now all of a sudden you've basically lied to yourself and if you can imagine lying to somebody else saying that you're going to go do something you know oh hey i'm going to go pick up uh, i'm going to go pick up that suit for you don't worry i got that and then when they say hey where, you know hey bro where's my suit and you go, oh, uh, I didn't, I didn't get it. What do you mean you didn't get it, right? And then this spot is, you said you're going to go do something. Like, why wouldn't you go do that? Oh, I, you know, I just had a really busy day. I had this, I had that. Like, could you have at least told me so that I could have gotten it, right? That doesn't get done. So then you start to feel that that sense of guilt. That happens in yourself. We rarely are ever attuned to that because we just bypass ourselves all the time. We, we've become such a habit that it's actually, you know, again, if I think of the decisions that you make becomes the habits, the habits then feeds your personality, your personality then feeds your identity. Your identity right now is to lie to yourself. And it's not a judgment. That's just, that's just factual. I know that I've done that same thing. There's been many times in my life where before I really understood, and, and I still learn this every single day, I'm, I'm humbled by it every single day where I'll go out and have intentions of, of setting something, you know, whether it's, you know, making sure this podcast goes out, whether it's, it's growing the business, whether it's something in my personal life, making sure that, that I am consciously eating the right things, especially with COVID. It's put a lot of stressors for not only myself, my family, and for those closest to me and even society. I, I have tons of empathy for what's going on in the world. And all those challenges are habits and routines and, and our, our decision makings. So it really makes it easy to fall down that trap of, <clears throat> I'm going to go work out. Nope. No, I'm not. Hey, I'm going to really, I'm going to keep eating healthy, even though I'm really stressed out. Even though what I really want to go do is smash a burger, a greasy deep fried burger. That's really what I want. Making that tough decision. Holding true to what your identity is and making sure that you're clear on your identity which is why I focus identity so much because the identity piece of it is if you, if you yourself, or let's say I, I'm a clean eater, that's the identity that you hold, then you wouldn't, no matter how many times that you're, you're tempted, aren't going to want to go down that path. Just like if you don't do drugs and somebody says, Hey, you want drugs? You say, no, I, I don't do drugs. Right. That's a clear identity shift. That's outside of what you, what you deem as identity. And so, if we're not aware, the things that you're not aware of, you'll be overwhelmed by. And when I say overwhelmed, not like in a traditional sense of overwhelm, but more of a, you won't even know that it's happening. It's just kind of happening in the background. And so often when I talk about this topic with people, they don't even recognize it. And that's okay. For the longest time, I never recognized it still to this day. There's times where people will tell me, hey, you said that, but like, why are you doing this? And it goes, oh, it, it slipped past my mind again. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't aware of that. I didn't have self-awareness. And so self-awareness is a constant journey. But in that constant journey, one of the big things is what it is that you were telling yourself. How much integrity do you have with yourself? And integrity is a very strong word. And I use it 
with intent because otherwise, you know, when we talk about integrity and somebody says, do you, would you consider yourself having integrity? Most people would say, absolutely. I absolutely have integrity. But we don't think about how we're having integrity with ourselves. And that can come through in many ways. And so it's just having that awareness, having that level of understanding for yourself that if you really want to go do something, let's say, again, you want to be successful and I want to make six figures. I want to, I want to make a thousand dollars, whatever that it may be. If that's really what you want to go do, then really figure out what that means for you. Because when you figure out what that means for you, that gives you that emotional horsepower to take you through to that next step to make sure that you do all the necessary hard work that's going to be required in order to go do that. And it's okay if you don't want that, but be clear up front. Do I really want that? Do I really, you know, what is it that I'm willing to tolerate in my life? And is that something that I want to tolerate? Because frankly, there's a lot of times that we think that we want something, we go down it, and then we go, ah, I really don't want that anyway. And that's actually very toxic. In the moment, you kind of rationalize it away and say, oh, you know, I was just too busy or oh, this, that, whatever. But you're basically saying my word was not well enough. Like I, I'm not, I don't have enough integrity to really do the things that I set out to go do. My health wasn't worth the 15 minute workout that I wanted to go do today because sleep was more important or other people were more important and, and whatever else. And when you, when you discredit yourself, it's not hard to see when you start to treat yourself like that over and over again, you wouldn't want to be around yourself. Again, take that to a third person. If you treated the way that you treat yourself to others, would you even want would they even want you in their friend circle or would you want that person in your friend circle? Would you want to talk to them on a daily basis? Would you want them around? Would they be one of the first people to call that you want to go do something with? Or would they be, you know what, let's just not even waste our time because they're flaky. They're this, they're that. And you got to know that that's, that's who you are is how you're treating yourself. And so every time that you, discredit yourself and you say that I'm not going to go to the gym and work out and I'm not going to go do this out of that or whatever. It's you're purposely making the choice against yourself and that's okay, but just be aware of that. And I'm not saying don't ever do anything or, or, you know, this isn't meant to, to have some type of a negative feeling coming out of it. It's just more of that awareness of, it may not be the right time in your life right now to get into better shape because you have a lot of stuff going on. Don't overburden yourself. It's okay. Own that. Just say, you know what? That's great that it's summertime and everyone's getting better shape. And I'm not, I'm choosing not to, this isn't going to be my year. Last year when we had Lily, uh, Amber and I usually do a garden every year and we're, we're really proud of that garden because it's, it's, time that we put in to, to cultivate the, the soil, really getting to understand, I'll say soil chemistry and all the nutrition that needs to happen. Um, the lighting, the watering, 
the planting and then when you, you know you put in all that hard work and then you get to the harvest and and it always there's something about pulling vegetables from your own garden and eating them that day that's just remarkable it, i can't really describe what that is but i always grew up on a farm where we just had that and that was it was so wonderful because you know you'd see stuff in in the grocery stores and and not think anything of it but there there was some weird unique taste when you could pull it from your own garden. So Amber and I always love to have a garden. And last year when Lily was born, we made the conscious decision. We said, we are not going to have a garden this year. We're going to double down on our soil because composting is something that's really easy. So it can feed into that, but we're not going to do a garden. We're not going to put that stress on ourselves because at the beginning, you know, she was born in May. And so, knowing that in April time frame is when you would normally put a garden in, we had to know up front that this isn't, we don't know how this is going to go out and we don't want to overburden ourselves. We don't want to put that out there and then not have, I'll say abandon the plants, abandon that garden, looking out and seeing that as a, as something that is withering on the vine and, and, almost like a a twinge we don't want that negativity in our lives we said that that's we don't need to add our, our a burden onto ourselves we we don't know how this delivery is going to go at that time you know lily seemed healthy in the womb amber seemed healthy at the time but deliveries are always potential scary places i always had my biggest fear was that i was going to walk away from the hospital with neither of them that i was going to walk in with my unborn child and, and my wife, and I was going to walk out of that hospital with nobody, just myself. It's my biggest fear going in to the hospital. And so not knowing what that was, I said, okay, let's, let's just throttle back this year. Let's just not do the garden because we don't know if you're going to be happy and healthy. We don't know if Lily's going to be happy and healthy. We don't know if she's going to sleep through the night or if she's going to be up every couple hours and we're not going to really have a life. And it didn't make sense to add another stressor onto our lives. And so we purposely made that decision saying, you know what, this isn't the right season for us to have a garden. It's fine. This year we plan on doing a garden. Um, we, we, we chose to do something different. We chose to double down on our soil. <clears throat> Composting was super easy and was a way of at least keeping that to move forward. And so that's another easy tip or trick that you can use to, you know, let's say again, you want to take it to um, working out. It may not be the time to work out five times a week, two, two workouts, clean eating, um, just a, a radical change in your diet and lifestyle. It may be because you've got everything that's busy that you just get an exercise band and you just, while you're working, you know, set a timer every 10 minutes or like once a day or something that you just, you just stretch with the, the stretching band, do some resistance training, whether that's, and you can look on YouTube, find videos of that, you know, stand on it and, and do curls or um, just do, just do squats. I mean, it could be even as simple as you're at the office and you have a standing desk or a sitting desk and just, you know, obviously when everyone comes out of this Corona thing, but you just do squats in the middle of the day. One, right before you eat lunch, you're going to go do 20 squats. 
And just as something as simple as that. It, it doesn't have to be something great and wonderful. Know, know that the season of your life is going to dictate what you may or may not be able to take on right now. Because again, it goes to the priorities. But if you're purposeful, if you're a man to your word, not only to yourself, but to those around you, you're going to feel so much better. Like we felt so much better. Amber and I felt so much better when it was, let's see, she was born in May. I think it was like June or July timeframe. And we had a little bit of, of, you know, we wish we would have had fresh vegetables from the garden. Uh, but we were happy with ourselves. We were happy with our decisions because somehow the summer was just a big blur. Much like anybody who has kids, it's like that first year, you just don't even know what happens. And it was a good decision for us. And we were very happy with it. Like we missed the not having the vegetables, but in a weird way, it made us crave that and look forward to this year because we knew we knew we were doing the right thing with just doing our soil and knowing that this year we're going to actually put in a garden again it kind of enabled us to maybe do some thought experiments when like last year of like well what do you want to do for the garden next year like almost like pre-planning getting excited about it and and the same can be true for you as well going back to the working out is you know, maybe right now you're just doing 20 squats before, and you can do squats in business clothes. You can do squats in a suit. You can do squats in jeans. It doesn't matter. Um, but you, if you do those, you may find that that wasn't as hard as what you thought it was. And then maybe you say, now I can do 20 squats twice a day, or maybe I'm going to take the stairs and just making that small, simple decision instead of that overwhelming weight of like, oh, I need to be working out five times a day and I missed today's workout. I'm going to miss tomorrow's workout. And now I'm three days behind and, and you just keep beating yourself up over, over nothing. You're not delivering, you're doing more damage to your psyche than you're, you're helping it. You know, the intent to work out is not the same as actually working out the intent of, you know, the intent, everything is great. And we, we oftentimes applaud people for the intent and it's different if you try and you fail versus if you just don't try at all. And you can have the greatest intentions in the world. But if you rationalize them away and come up with ways why you're not going to do that, all you're doing is you're hurting yourself more because you're frankly, what you're saying to yourself is I'm not as, you know, it's really important for me to work out. So I'm, I really want to go do this, but I'm not going to go do it. I'm not going to take it seriously. I'm not going to make that first decision. Well, you don't understand, you know, it, it, it's hard to get up in the morning. I get it. it. It's hard for me to get up in the morning, but I'm, but I also know that I need to reset my expectations when it's a time of, of a deep burdensome time in my life. Like I don't try to, I used to, you can, you can ask anybody that, that, that knew me, they, I would, tr I would have all these lofty goals on everything and then feel like crap when I couldn't deliver on everything. And so setting myself up for failure. Now I look at it and go, is that something that I think that I can truly dedicate myself to? Can I truly dedicate that? Do I have enough time? Do I have enough energy? How does that really look in my life? And is that worthwhile doing? So that when I say that I'm going to go do something, by God, I'm going to actually go do it, whether that's for myself or whether that's for somebody else. Because again, 
there's there's that pride to be had and knowing that when you say that you're going to go do something, that's your identity. That's your identity coming out in any way, in every way. And so the last little thing that I'll, I'll, I'll touch on here is wanting to do something. You'll forever be in that state of wanting. This is something that was described to me uh, a couple of years ago, and it just really changed the way that I looked at things was when you, when, when a person wants something, I really want that new car. I really want, you're always going to be in a state of wanting because wanting is some future time and place. Meaning I want to get in better shape. Well, then you will forever be in that state of wanting. I am in better shape is the present. I am working on being in better shape, right? You are working on that. I want to is some future unknown time. And it's a, it's, it seems silly to hear it, but in some weird way, it resonates at a very deep core where all of a sudden you're like, wait a second, like that, that maybe that does make sense because I've wanted so much in my life, but yet I never got any of it. It could be because you're in a, you're in a, you're in a perpetual state of wanting, but that perpetual state of wanting never actually changes and never moves the ball forward to the state of having kind of gets into the, the, to the have do be model. Everyone wants to have something and they think once they have something, then they will be something. Once I have a great body, then I'll be in great shape. That'll be always in a state of wanting because you're always looking to have something versus to be, to flip the script and change that identity. What is it that you need to be today so that then you can start doing all of those things that are consistent with that identity? And then you'll ultimately have what that is said differently again on exercise. I don't know why I'm focusing so much on exercise today. It's just the easy thing to go to. I think is in order to have, in order to be in great shape or, or have, you know, that body or even just the health, just feeling like you can go up a, a flight of stairs without feeling exhausted, going to bed at night, knowing that you didn't really do anything, but you're still exhausted. You're emotionally spent, but you're not physically spent. Wanting and having those things, you'll always be in that state of having and wanting of like, that's what I just want to have. But it's not until you say, who would a person need to be in order to get the things that I want to have? Maybe that person needs to be someone who has the discipline. Well, discipline can be a tricky thing because discipline by it, left by itself may or may not be able to manifest into something. Meaning if you want to start working out and having the discipline of waking up early, your sheer will can will it into existence for a day, two days. But by day three, usually it's the newness is worn off. You kind of settle back into your habits and you say, ah, but I don't wake up early. I'm not an early riser, I'm not a morning person. I'm not a this, I'm not a that. And you kind of fall into that. So then you may need different things like a accountability partner or a coach or 
whatever that that may be helping to die like dig down deep and figure out what's really what are the blocks that are keeping you from getting what you want but it's not until you can break through those different things and it's different for everybody so it's not like there's like one be all that that solves everybody's problems it's very unique to every single person um which is why it's important to work with a coach frankly because a coach can help diagnose and work through like what are the specific things what is it that's coming up for you specifically and what's coming up for you specifically may not be the, what's coming up for specifically for somebody else. But once you can tackle what that B is, right, what is it going to take to be that person? And you start to start to do those things. You, you become that person. Then all of a sudden you start having the results. And so it's only through that flip of script. So be cautious when you start talking about the things that you want in your life versus the things that you are choosing to go after. And not in taking even one step further, but choosing to incorporate into your life today. This is what I'm working on today. I am working on getting in better shape. I am working on losing 10 pounds. I am um, choosing to eat healthier or whatever that it may be. But if you want to eat better, you always want to eat better. You'll never eat better. You'll want to eat better, but you just won't. I want to stop drinking. You can say that, but you'll always be wanting to stop drinking. You'll never stop drinking. And it's and it's a, a slight shift, but that slight shift can be very powerful for people. And it's such a unconscious thing that we do. We're like, oh no, like, but I but I want that new car. I want you know, I want this, I want that. But it's not until we really start to diagnose the things and we take stock in the things that we didn't get that we really wanted to do. That then all of a sudden there's a light switch that goes, wait a second, maybe that is a little bit true. Maybe, maybe that is truer than what I thought. Damn it, Eric, why did you have to tell me that? So with that, hopefully uh, that, that helps. I just had sort of like a, a spot of inspiration to record this one early because I was reading something and it had talked about speaking the truth to yourself. And I thought being a man of your word is, is a fundamental basis. When I think of a man of class, like when I think of what does that really mean? Who is a man of class? It's being a man of your word. Like that's one of the, the pillars, one of the pillar foundations. And so it's only through that pillar or foundation that we can then start to take that and build upon that. And so that's why I wanted to make sure that I quickly recorded this as soon as I had the idea, because who knows, who knows how it'll manifest out into when you're listening to this but speaking of when you're listening to this be sure when you are to take a screenshot tag me on social media at eric Husco. if you're already on the man of class facebook page or i'm now on linkedin i have a man of class uh, linkedin page so you can find me there i'll be posting different content throughout on different social media handles um, so stay connected tag me. I'd love to know where you're listening to it from and what was some of the biggest takeaways that you had from it. So until next time, be great.